When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After the last two losses, the Steelers are at a crossroads with Mike Tomlin in their future. Ray Fittipaldo wrote about this weekend for, for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, but let's talk about that crossroads, what's ahead for them, what's behind them, and what needs to be determined if Mike Tomlin is the coach of the future. Can he be traded? What the history of trading coaches is like? And also, what do the Steelers do at quarterback? All that and more here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive Podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello and welcome to the North Shore Drive Podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. He's Ray Fittipato. He's always on the Steelers beat, one of our best, but one of our great, amazing Steelers beat writers. And as always, you can find this show and all of our Pittsburgh Post-Gazette content on Post-Gazette Sports YouTube channel or on any podcasting platform you have out there. If you like this, if you enjoy this, this, this episode, like this video, subscribe to this channel to get all of our Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and sometimes Saturday episodes of the North Shore Drive Podcast, as well as the daily content that comes out from all our Post-Gazette Sports writers as always the show is brought to you by mike's beer bar the best bar in all of pittsburgh be sure to get down to mike's beer bar on the north shore right right across the street from pnc park it's on federal street and you can check over and check out any any sporting event you want over the 20 televisions that they have you can even reserve it ahead of time to make sure you watch your favorite game and while you're there you're trying out one of their amazing 500 different available beers 300 of those beers being local 80 of those local beers being available on tap and trust me, you'll never run out of options. Get down to Mike's Beer Bar. More on them later. Ray, you wrote a piece about the crossroads that the Steelers are at right now for the weekend for the for Steelers fans to kind of chew on after that that nasty Patriots loss. And I think that this is unique ground. And we talked about this with Brian Batko on the Friday episode. But like Mike Tomlin's had bad losses as of as of all head coaches. I think that's one thing that that gets thrown around that he loses bad games all the time. And and. He, he's lost some, but he's also 134 and one against teams with losing records. Uh, and other coaches have plenty of losses like that. But what had never happened was two losses to this magnitude back to back at home in, in a situation where if the Steelers win those two games, they're nine and four, staring at their one game behind the Ravens. They're in the conversation for the one seed now. They're seven and six, and I think there's what seven teams in the AFC that are seven and six right now. So they're going to dogfight. Granted, they're on the top of everything because they have a better AFC record right now, but they're in a dogfight for their playoff lives. And a lot of that comes from the, the performance of those two games and how they played out. Where do you see the biggest questions as far as if the Steelers were to keep Mike Tomlin? What does he have to achieve in these last four weeks, or is there anything he can achieve just to to be the coach of the future? Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know if this the, these four games will make or break Mike Tomlin's career um, with the Steelers. I, I think Art Rooney, as he has always done, will sit back and take a very um, even-keeled look 
um, at the situation. As you know, Chris, their defense has been besieged by injuries here pretty much all season. I mean, it started in the 49ers game when Hayward went down and, um, you know, the, the inside linebacker situation is bad right now with the reserves they're playing. The safety position um, has really been hurt by injuries in the second half too. So, um, you know, I, th I think Art will take a look at everything. And I'm not absolving the players or Mike Tomlin from any of the blame here, but that's part of Art's job is to sit back and evaluate why it happened. You know, mm -hmm. why why did they falter in November and December when they had such um, such a strong start? My point with the article was, Art Rooney's basically going to have to decide here, and I think this would come sooner rather than later. You know, Art's not going to be beholden to really any timetable, I don't think, but I think it would behoove him to make a decision quickly. Um, that's an extension for Mike Tomlin um, because, as I pointed out in the article, what offensive coordinator worth any salt would come here um, with a lame duck head coach or with a coach just with one year remaining on his contract? So, that's kind of the calculus that Art has to go through here. Um, and like I said, I don't think it's going to come the day after the season, but if Mike Tomlin is going to be the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers long-term, I think that decision to extend him likely would come in January or February rather than, you know, May, June, and July, as it has been done in the past. I think it's, it's certainly going to take some time and we'll, we'll see how it happens. Ray, uh, I don't. Uh, you weren't. You weren't covering the team around this time, but I, I. I bring it back to the year 2000 when I believe that's when Bill Cowher received an extension. He had just missed the playoffs for a third straight year in a row. Uh, the, the years were preceding that: seven and nine in '98, six and ten in '99, and then nine and seven in 2000, and they missed the playoffs. But Dan Rooney said he kept the locker room together, and that's what he wanted to see. Is that a similar situation that Mike Thomas? Granted, he made the playoffs just two years ago and had was nine and eight the year the year before or the, the you know last year. Uh, but is that the situation that Mike Tomlin's in, where it may just be about making sure this, this locker room doesn't fall apart and the core players that are making up the center part of the Steelers stay yeah. with the core players? Yeah, I mean, I, it's certainly not an apples to apples situation, but you know, I, I've drawn the parallel as well, Chris. So. I mean, I, I think it's fair game. Um, I think overall, you know, he has people in there like Minka Fitzpatrick, um, like Cam Hayward, TJ Watt. Those are good, solid captain-like players who are good leaders for your team. I do think they're lacking in other leaders and specifically on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I don't know how you rectify that, um, to be honest with you. Um, I think Mike Tallman perceives, excuse me, Najee Harris as a good leader, and maybe he is, but I, I don't get the sense that everyone on offense is sort of tugging in the same direction, if you know what I mean. So it's there's just a whole lot of different personalities within that room. They're not very good on offense, so I don't think you know um, you know guys are, are are willing to step out and to lead because of that. So there's. They need something to change on offense. Obviously, there's going to be a new coordinator. Um, but I think they have to change personnel, too. I don't think they can go in to the 2024 season bringing all 11 guys back. Or you know, there, There's got to be some changes. And I'm not saying it has to be quarterback, but they have to do something different because when you look at it now, Chris, 
2019 season was bad. Mm-hmm. And 2020 was a little bit better, but 21, 22, 23, they're all finishing 25th or below in scoring total yards. All the offensive metrics you want to look at, they've been bad for like four out of the last five seasons. So you got to change something. And obviously the OC will be the biggest change, but I, I think you have to tinker, tinker with your personnel as well. I, I agree with that sentiment, but I wanted to ask you this. When you go back to the, the leadership point, you brought up Minka Fitzpatrick, and I'm glad you did because he had a pretty fiery quote after the game on, after the game on, on Thursday, and he was talking about his teammates, and he said, I think too many people don't want to toil for it. They just want to talk out here and think that they're going to make plays and think that they're going to perform at a high level. I think we need to have more people who want to work for it and not expect for it to be handed to them. This is the NFL. Nothing's handed to you. you got to earn everything. I think the dudes just think that because they're wearing the black and gold, that they're going to win games. And I think we need to check that mentality and make people realize that they got to earn that mentality. And those are strong words for Minka Fitzpatrick. And that is the words of those are the words of a leader. But is that a sign of a bad state of the locker room? Or is that a sign that, hey, there are such kind of leaders in the locker room, which is an indication that maybe it's not lost yet. I don't. I mean, Chris, it's week fifteen. I mean, these are grown men Mm -hmm. that he's talking about, and I kind of rack my brain. I'm I'm thinking, okay, I don't think he's really talking about anyone on defense. I mean, I could be wrong. I think it was more directed towards the offense. And uh, you know, they're they're grown men, but they're they're young and uh, they're immature. They're young and or immature. I I think the guys he's talking about on offense. So, are you going to change that in the final four weeks? Of the 2023 season, I doubt it. I don't know. I, I, I guess maybe some tough love, you know, could happen. And listen, I, you know, winning a game certainly would do a heck of a lot for the morale in that locker room too and get everyone back on the same page. So I'm not discounting that there there could be a little bit of a turnaround coming if they win on Saturday. But my larger point is, and, you know, we just talked about it, changing personnel or – really sitting down with some of the parties on offense over the offseason and saying, hey, listen, this is what we expect you to do. This is how we expect you to behave. And if you can't do that, we're going to trade you away. So, mm-hmm. and those are some of the conversations that probably have to be had over the offseason as far as the last month or so of the season goes. I, I don't think a whole heck of a lot is going to change, to be honest. Be honest. Well, uh- a suggestion by one of our one, one of your f- former colleagues that, that were on the beat and a person that worked here for quite some time, Ed Bouchette, suggested, what about trading Mike Tomlin? So trading away a person? Let's talk about that, the, that, that option there in the next segment here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato, talking Pittsburgh Steelers. But first, I remind you, this show is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. Get down to the North Shore where, where Mike's Beer Bar is is at, and you can you can try, you can see why it's the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. If you need if you need to watch a favorite sporting event with friends, well, they have over twenty televisions, and you can literally reserve the table in front of a tele television with the television tuned into a specific game. It, it could be anything. They've literally put on Duquesne women's basketball on televisions there. So do not fall, fall sell yourself short on what games you can watch when you go to Mike's Beer Bar. But on top of that, they have over five hundred different available beers. 300 of those beers are local, and 80 of those local beers are available on tap. 
That's an amazing selection that's always changing out every single week. You'll never run around, run out of options, and trust me, I never do, and I'm always there. Try their steak on a stone meal for an awesome dinner. As you go there, you choose your choice, cut a steak, and it's brought, brought it to, you, to you on a heated stone. And every time you cut off a oh, cut off a piece, you press it into the stone, and you choose how well done you want your steak with every single bite. It's an amazing experience. Get down to Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. And when you get there, tell them Chris sent you. Back here in the North Shore Drive podcast, Chris Carter, Ray Vettapato, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Let's explore something here, Ray, because the notion is now being thrown around a lot in Pittsburgh that the Steelers should trade Mike Tomlin because they want to get, at least get something for him. And, you know, uh, one of the co- the common counterpoints that people say uh, when people when uh, you know when people say, oh, the Steelers should fire Mike Tomlin, the counterpoint is often, oh, well, another team would snatch him up. So now the counterpoint to that is, well, if they if they would, why not trade him away and get it, get some compensation? And there's there's a an, an interesting string of logic there. So I thought it would be prudent to look up the history of coaches who've been traded away by their teams during my lifetime. So we go back to '97. Bill Parcells traded from the Patriots to the Jets. Jets went on to be, go to an AFC Championship. Pete Carroll became the coach of of the Patriots. Didn't go well. Both were gone in three seasons. Didn't really benefit the team that traded him away. Mike Holmgren traded from the Packers to the Seahawks. Packers didn't get past the Seahawks in the playoffs twice during Holmgren's run. He gets the Seahawks to a Super Bowl, doesn't win, but he was better at the Seahawks than the Packers were, and he also won the Packers a Super Bowl before before that. Got them two uh, before, before that as well. 2000, Bill Belichick gets traded from the Jets to the Patriots. I don't think we have to really explain that one. Jets got destroyed in that trade. Uh, 2002, John Gruden traded from the Raiders to the Bucks. The Bucks. One beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl with John Gruden. The Raiders never really recovered from that. Obviously, the, the Buccaneers won that one. 2006, Herm Edwards traded from the Jets to the Chiefs. Eh, like, did, like you know, did any team really win that one? Uh, you know, I, I consider that one a wash. 2019, the, the Cardinals traded Bruce Arians to the Buccaneers. Buccaneers won a Super Bowl. Cardinals have had four to five losing seasons since they traded away Bruce Arians. And now the recent one, which you can still say is up in the air, but it's not looking too great for the team that traded away their coach. The the Saints traded away Sean Payton to the Denver Broncos. The Saints are already talking about firing Dennis Allen, their new coach, while Sean Payton has made the Denver Broncos a playoff contender. So in those seven instances that I named there, not not one of the teams who traded away their coach can say that they really won out in the in in those in those trades and in fact about five of those teams can say that they they went out by taking the coach is that something that should concern the Steelers if they're considering that path if they were to trade Mike Tomlin no I don't think so Chris I mean when you look at it and I think what Ed was talking about was Ed's point was if you're gonna fire Mike Tomlin don't fire him because he has value just trade him because you you would be able to get something in return. And I, I think that's what, um, you know, the Steelers would be looking at in, in the situation. They are a team that never bottoms up. They're never picking um, in the top five, certainly. the When they got Ben Roethlisberger in 2004, they finished uh, uh, six and ten. And, they you know, they weren't even a top ten pick. They, they were picking number 11 and they were fortunate to have Ben Roethlisberger slide to them. So mm-hmm. I think they would be looking looking at it in the vein of, okay, 
things have kind of run stale here. Let's have a mutual parting of the ways. You know, I'm philosophizing here. Yeah, and yeah. let's rebuild with, through the draft by obtaining draft picks for our, for our coach. You know, that's something that I think w- would make sense if they want to do that. I don't think – I mean, I, I'm not going to speak for, for the Rooney family or for, um, you know, their investors, but I still think the – the move, if I had to predict right now, would be to extend him and, and not to trade him. But if they did want to trade him, I, I think that is one way to kind of rebuild your roster through the draft when you're picking middle, you know, go out and get some higher picks, um, you know, get some good draft picks in return for a coach who's no longer going to be with you. I, I, I hear that. And again, it makes perfect logical sense as far as just assets being used to get other assets and, and that, that that does add up it just it does cause me to pause for a second and be like hey if this didn't work out for all these other teams and in fact even set up quite a few teams for their Super Bowl wins what should we should you be looking at here I, I think that one thing to consider here is the fact that the Steelers know they can win with Mike Tomlin he's won a Super Bowl he's won seven division titles two AFC crowns and they know that if they if they build an offensive staff maybe, and they get him an offense that doesn't have, you know, terrible quarterback play, that this team can be, can be very competitive. Heck, if right now the Steelers had a quarterback uh, who was playing at just an average level, and let's face it, none of their quarterbacks have, uh, this team would be would be in playoff contention. And not, not they are in playoff contention. This team would be a number one seed contention. They might be a number one seed right now. I think that that's that's a real that's a very that's not a far fetched thing. That's if they if they if they came out here and the offense was middle of the road, which is what we challenged them preseason to be. This team would be you know on the verge of, be, uh, of being one of the elite teams of, of the NFL. Granted, they still have defensive injuries that would cause some problems, but you can mask those up with a lot more offensive production than what you've been getting. And I think that that's where if if Art Rooney is to look at the Steelers situation and say, hey. Let's get some reasonable offense in there. I get it. But I'd also get saying, you know what? The problem is that we haven't had competent offense, and he has been the head coach. And you can say, listen, we might need to find an, a, a head coach who is more offensive-minded to make sure that that side of the ball gets to the point that we that we want to see because it hasn't been there for but one of the last five years. So yeah, I, mean, I, I think there's both there's reason there's reasonable sides to both points of that argument. Yeah, what you said is true, Chris, but I, I don't think the Roonies would be scared off because the uh, you know when when the Oakland Raiders traded John Gruden and it, it didn't work out for them. The Raiders are here as a franchise. The Steelers are here. The Steelers never had any fear of moving on from Chuck Knoll, a future mm-hmm. Hall of Fame coach. They never had any fear from moving on from from Bill Cowher when it became time to move on from him. And I can guarantee you, they won't have any fear of moving on. For Mike Tomlin either. It's just going to be a matter of determining when is the right time to do that. I have full confidence that the Roonies will, will go out and hire um, a, a good coach to take over this franchise when that time comes. I think they are set up well with a new front office that is trying to rebuild this roster on the go here. I mean, that's always a difficult thing. I mean, they're, they're changing scouts. I mean, they're bringing in new philosophies, new ways of doing things. There's going to be a transition um, within the franchise. So I, I think everything you said was true, but the one thing I don't agree with is, you know, the the comparisons to the Raiders or the Patriots or the Jets or any of those other teams, I don't think that bears any weight. I think the Steelers 
whenever the time is, we'll have full confidence that they're going to go out and get a, uh, a good guy to replace Mike Tomlin whenever that time comes. I mean, you have to, if you're, if you're a franchise, you can't, you can't, you know, <laughs> what is like Tom would like to say, not living in your fears and you right. can't, it can't be the fear that hold that holds you back. I do. I just think that it's more, it's less of a fear situation and more of a realizing like, Hey, is this guy a good coach? He is maybe, maybe find a way to make it work rather than yeah. trading him away and falling into the pit that a lot of other franchises have when they've, when they've done that very same thing. But the thing that everyone's talking about, you talked about the future of the quarterback position. Let's talk about the present because it's not great. Mitch Trubisky hasn't been good, and a lot of people in town are calling for Mason Rudolph. Should they do that? I'll ask Brady <coughs> that question, and we'll talk about the differences between those quarterbacks and the likelihood that we could see a quarterback change before Kenny Pickett's return. All here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato, talking all things here. But first, I want to remind you this show is also brought to you by Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci. It's their mesothelioma and his best lawyers with over 85 years of experience. Call them for now for a free consultation. That's Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci. We're also brought to you by GameTime.co. We're buying tickets to your favorite events. Shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And Pittsburghers, if you, if this Saturday you don't want to check out Pitt basketball versus South Carolina State or the, or the Steelers versus versus the Colts or on the road and watch that, you have another cultural event that you can get tickets from Game Time right here, and that's the Trans Siberian Orchestra at PPG Paints Arena this Saturday. Get to get those tickets on Game Time. It's the best place to get those tickets. You can download the app today to get those tickets, and they're always the best prices. Even if you're running behind for that event, or you're looking at the day of, and you're not sure if you're going to go, Game Time is the best way to see if you're going to get the best prices and the best seats because you can see the view that you're going to get from those seats right in the Game Time app that you download on your phone. You can see the best prices, and even if you're even if you're up to an hour late to the event, you could get the best prices. And Game Time promises if you find a better price somewhere else on a different app for in the same section and row for less, they will find they they will give you a hundred and ten percent credit to uh, in, uh, because, uh, to the difference of the of the price there. Snag the tickets off the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an, create an account, and use code PITTPIT for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Or go to their website GameTime.co. Terms and conditions apply. Create an account and redeem code PITTPIT for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're back here on the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter, Ray Fittipaldo, talking Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, Ray, we've talked about the coach all, all, all episodes so far. Let's talk about the quarterback situation. Mitch Trubisky did not have a good outing uh, against against the Patriots. He hasn't had really a good outing this year yet. He's, he came in the, to back up, you know, to fill in for the Jaguars game, came in for the for the Texans game, and came in for the uh, the Patriot the the Cardinals game and then started against the Patriots and none of those contests I think you could say that Mitch Trubisky has looked very very good. Meanwhile, you're getting Joe Flacco throwing three touchdowns in a game for the Browns. You're getting Jake Browning lighting up uh, things for the, for the Bengals and you know there's there's teams across the NFL that are getting better backup backup production from their from their quarterback. And people are wondering why can't Mitch Trubisky do that when he's getting paid ten million dollars to be the backup quarterback. And now people are now wondering, is it time to give Mason Rudolph another shot at quarterback? Ray, what do you think is the threshold that, that has to happen, that has to be met here for, for, for such a change to be made, if one would be made in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if they would come out and they would be really bad in the first half and the Colts, let's say the Colts had a double-digit lead, 
I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Tallman went to Mason Rudolph, if only for, you know, the sake of making a change. I mean, their, their offense has been terrible all season. It's been especially terrible in the first and second quarters of games this season. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're in desperation mode. Um, they need this game against the Colts to stay relevant in the AFC playoff race. So, yeah, I wouldn't put anything past them. But I will also point out, Chris, that they are paying Mitch Trubisky. I mean, they are incurring a $10.6 million cap hit this year yep. because they expect him to win games like this. Yep. And Mason Rudolph basically came back for the vet, vet minimum. I, I think they're paying him, you know, $1 million, a little bit over $1 million to be the number three quarterback. So that's not a move that they want to make. They want this to work with Mr. Trubisky because that's kind of where they put all the marbles. But, again, I mean, if, if things are bad, if Mitch is bad again, then, of course, I think they would do anything to spark that football team. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. And I think that's the other thing here is that when the offense is just inept and can't do anything uh, and can't build, then maybe, you know, maybe just a spark anywhere can, can be made. I mean, that's what they were trying to do when they moved Matt Canada to the sidelines. It wasn't like that was going to change everything, but they wanted a spark. They wanted something to to, to light the light the fire there. And you know, if if simply changing to Mason Rudolph, and listen, you know, I hear you on, on the on the on the paying points of those different paid quarterbacks, and that's why. You, and there's a reason you pay one guy versus you don't pay pay another. But if if you're if you're deal if you're gonna deal go to a guy that's making the vet minimum, he's Mason Rudolph is at least a guy who's been with your organization since what 2018. So he's been around. This is what his fifth season with with, with you now. I think that he's. He 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 might be in a unique position to handle that. Granted, you're not you don't want him long for the long term. You don't want you don't think he's the long term answer. But if he can give you sixty good minutes or even thirty good minutes of quarterback play, that's just you know meet the average. Just don't turn the ball over. Hit the occasional you know bomb if the, if you get one on one. Give your, play, your receivers a chance to make a play and you know keep the offense ahead of the sticks. If he manages games. That can that can win you some football games, especially against their some of their upcoming opponents. The Colts, you know, unlike the Patriots, the Patriots actually had one of the better run defenses in the NFL. And as we talked about heading into that game, one of the better defenses in the NFL. The Colts do not have one of the better run defenses in the NFL. The Steelers, if you know, after nine days off and heading into this game, because they 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 will have played on Thursday and then playing on two Saturdays after that. Maybe the Steelers' offensive line can get can get get it back together and get back to the pace that they were playing before the Patriots game, where they were running for for 120 plus, 150 plus yards in every contest. If they can, if they can do that, then maybe that makes things a lot easier on your quarterback. But you still need your quarterback to just make the make the simple plays and not turn the ball over. And that's where I think that they're going to be tasking Mitch Trubisky. And who knows? Maybe having a start and then nine extra days after that under his belt. It is what he needs to get to get to that level. Yeah, listen, I'm sure that was a difficult situation for Mitch to prepare on a short week. You know, it was walkthroughs rather than practice. You're not really getting your timing down with receivers. So, yeah, I, I think this week week he should be much better prepared. And the way it works out, Chris, um, kind of like a mini tryout for Mitch to see if he'll be back uh, to, for the 2024 season if the Steelers. Want to walk away from that contract over the offseason for whatever reason? Um, you know, let's say they're not confident in Mitch anymore. The dead cap hit would only be like four point six million dollars, so it's not a huge number. Mm -hmm. Would want to move on and change your quarterback room. So, 
This is a great opportunity for Mitch, as I mentioned before. They fully expect him to perform these situations. That's why he's one of the highest paid backups, if not the highest paid backup in the league. And they need him to come through, Chris. I don't know if you realize this, but if they win, if they beat the Colts and then they come back home and they beat the Bengals, their playoff chances are right back up into the 70%. Mm. It's like 72% if they win their next two games. Even if they would lose in Seattle and Baltimore, their chances for making the playoffs um, would still be over 50% if you beat the Colts and if you beat the Bengals. That's how important these two games are. Mr. Trubisky has to be better. He's got to put them in position to win these games. I agree. And part of it also, your point too, is, you know, if, if he doesn't get it done, you, you can't keep him around because you need, you need people that you're paying on the offense to fulfill, fulfill roles on the offense. I mean, right. let's, let's face it. You know, he's, he's making 10.6 million this year. Like that's, this is your time to shine. And when you combine his 10.6 with Jakuma's 13, that's 23 plus million dollars that is not that has not been starting for the Steelers offense for the better part of the season granted one of those is designed to not be a starter and for for a break glass in case of emergency situation but this is the break glass in case of emergency situation right. and and we've already talked about Chikuma Korafor is pretty much gone after the year because he there's no way he can make the kind of money that he's making uh you know next year with the way that he's played and and, and not starting behind you know a rookie and Dan Moore Jr. Uh, but I think that Mitch Trubisky would find himself in a similar place and the Steelers would want to reinvest the money from how they paid both of those guys uh move, moving forward so I'm I'm with I'm with you on that and it, it is that that chance that we're talking about here because you look at the standings I think one thing because people are going to look at the the conference standings the Steelers right now are the sixth seed because the Texans lost um their their game and the Colts lost lost the Bengals even though the Bengals also are now seven and six the Steelers have beaten the Bengals and they have better conference records than most than most of those teams and uh and they still play the Bengals and the Colts so there's a chance there but to your point I think one thing that people might be might forget to look at is that a lot of these teams that are seven and six they play some of the other teams that the Steelers uh, have to have to have to work have to worry about down the stretch. The Colts still have to play the Texans again at at some point this year, so that's a natural loss that has to happen uh, for two of the teams that that, that they're concerned they're concerned about here. Uh, you know the the Browns and the Bengals have to have to play each other at some point this year. So that's one of the other the Ohio teams and the Bengals the Browns right now ahead of them at eight and five, but. The Browns also have to play the Texans as well. They also play the Jets, who just who just beat the Texans. So maybe they can get some help there. There's a lot of things that can just naturally happen, not having to, you know, where one one team will will end up taking a loss that could help the Steelers make sure that they stay in the playoff fight. But none of that matters if they lose these games, especially the game to the Colts. That this this game on Saturday to me is a must win if they want to make the playoffs, and it's a must-win if Mitch Trubisky wants to stay a Pittsburgh Steeler next year. Absolutely. The playoffs begin uh, third week of January, Chris, for the Steelers. They begin this Saturday. Absolutely, and guess what? We here at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette are going to cover every bit of it. Ray Fittipato, thanks so much for joining us. Reminder, Mike Tomlin speaks today at Monday at noon, so be sure to check in on all of our coverage of that from the from UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. He's Ray Fittipato. I'm Chris Carter. Thanks for tuning in to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette's North Shore Drive podcast. Remember, we are brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. Thanks again, everybody. We'll be in touch, and we'll see you again Wednesday here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. 
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all the sports coverage from the Post-Gazette that we have to offer, visit post-gazette.com. 